Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting exit plan with no spaces to 44222. That's exit plan to 44222. Again, text exit plan to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Well, hello, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me today. Always a pleasure to have you with me. Uh, My first guest today uh, has been with us before. It's been many years, though, so I'm looking forward to revisiting with him. He is Carl Gould. And Carl's the coach of all coaches and the mentor of all mentors, having personally trained over 7,000 people in the business, more than anyone else in the country. He's a business growth expert, author, speaker, and serial entrepreneur. And his career started by accident when he broke his leg and dropped out of his undergraduate accounting and finance program. He needed a new path, so he turned to what he knew best, landscaping, and he scaled that business into a seven-figure business and then sold it in 1992. And now he's built three multi-million dollar businesses, all before age 40. Carl has mentored CEOs of some of the biggest companies out there, including Walmart, IBM, and the U.S. Army. He's also authored three best-selling books on business strategy and growth, most recently, BizDev Done Right. Carl's married with three kids, lives in New Jersey, and co-hosts the Quit and Get Rich radio show. Carl, welcome back. Thanks so much for joining us today. Hey, thanks so much for having me again. It's good to be back. Yeah, my pleasure. It's been a while. I look back at my records. I thought, that name looks familiar, and it's been about uh, six years, I think, since, since you were last on the yeah. show. Lots happened since then. You've been, you haven't been sitting still, it sounds like. Tell us about what you've been doing. Well, we've been, we have been uh, very busy with, uh, and especially this last year, with everything that's been going on. You know, I mean, this has been, in my, in my observation, the most, most ruthless and merciless business correction that I've seen in my career, and I started in 1985. So that would include Black Friday of, 80, of 87. I haven't seen anything like this. And um, so it's been quite a task to help clients really understand what they need to do now in this business environment. Yeah, and not unlike the, the Great Recession of 2008, um, which had a lot of false starts coming back, their economic false starts. They weren't like, oh, you can't start up again, you can't start up again, you can't start up again. It, it, didn't, it wasn't quite the same, but it still had a lot of uncertainty as to, okay, when are we going to get back to uh, you know, business as usual, if at all? Uh, what, what are you finding the biggest mistakes that entrepreneurs are making in trying to deal with all of these, these issues? Well, you know, I, the, the entrepreneurs that, you know, used, used either COVID or the, 
or the inconvenience of what was going on as a reason to close and didn't fight hard enough to stay open, um, I think that was a big mistake for those. Because a community remembers the people that worked hard and, and really pushed themselves to serve them. And um, and so so that was that was a very important part I think of the of of getting through COVID. The other thing right now that's happening is people are saying, oh great, okay, we're the economy is going to reopen and we're going to get back to and then fill in the blank like back the way it was or the way we did things or whatever. And there's no going back. Just like there was no pre 9/11, there's never again going to be pre 9/11 travel. Like you're never going to get on an airplane the same way you did you know, pre 9-11, business is not, you know, is, is going to be different in the new world. Um, you know, um, and, and so we have to embrace that what your customers are asking for now, like, hey, can you show up after hours? I don't want you here nine to five because I don't want you in my office. You know, um, can you wear the booties and, you know, are you fully sanitized? And, you know, we're taking temperature checks and, you know, can we have touchless or contact-free service and all that? That's here to stay. That, that's, those are not temporary asks. Those are full-on, full-time, going-forward asks that your clients are going to have. So it would be a mistake to think that, that are, you're going to get back to normal. I know we're hearing a lot about that new normal, but it's true. We are in a new business environment that – is going to carry for the next minimum five to nine years. That's a great way to put it in perspective with the 9-11 travel. And, um, and you know, it, it's things have changed. Those who have adapted are now finding new and sometimes better ways to do business. Um, I, I was on a call the other day with a, a, a school for youngsters, and they're all virtual, but that gives them an opportunity to expand their reach, to expand their the number of students that they, they deal with in a different way. So there are a lot of different things that uh, business owners can be doing. Uh, what, what are some of the things that you would say to someone who, say, is in a, uh, a, a restaurant type of a business, let's say, that, that has lost part of their business? They can't even open at capacity uh, even close to it. What are some of the strategies there, for instance? Yeah. Yeah. I, I Look, I really feel for restaurants and all things hospitality because they – you know, they are, they're not the biggest part of the economy, but they probably have the most emotional impact on all of us because we all love to go out. We all love to go out and, and eat and all. But if I'm a restaurant, here's what I'm thinking about is think about what your core competency is, is you're making a great meal for your customer and you're providing an experience. One of those experiences is when you come into my restaurant, but do we have to come into the restaurant? I'm not so sure. Right. Do you have to, you know, so can we start a meal delivery service? You know, can you be my personal chef for my house? So if I'm, if you have your regular customer base, I would go to them and say, let us make, you know, family night, movie night, you know, date night at home. Let us make your meal for that day or for your kids. How about we make, make lunches for the week for the kids that are working, that are at home. What can we do for your home experience? Now, most restaurants, not all, of course, but most restaurants you can go up to and, you, you know, there's a curbside way to get a delivery. Well, my brother's a DJ. I know this works because he had to do it, right? Well, here's what I would do. Right outside of my restaurant, since everyone can't come in, I'd put a DJ in the parking lot. This is a real thing, by the way, because I know that he did it. But I'd put a DJ in the parking lot. I'd ask, you know, the old drive-up movie, uh, drive-up uh, restaurant, have people come and we'll serve you right in your car. 
Right, so you'll still get an experience. We'll beep, we'll beep our horn at the DJ. The DJ's going to come around. Hey, you Buick, let's hear from you. Hit your horn. Hey, you Honda. Right, and so, um, and so you can make an experience there, you know. Um, and so, um, and, and you, you may have heard of the digital dinners where, or digital happy hours where, go get your favorite, your favorite beverage, you know, something to eat, bring it, get in front of the screen, and um, and and we'll all, uh, you know, we'll all, you know, kind of gather around and talk that way. So a restaurant has a number of ways that it can um, still uh, engage with its clientele. Now. There were some companies that were thinking about this beforehand, and they do have a little bit of the upper hand. But if you've been a restaurant and you've been fighting hard to service your community, bring the, bring the restaurant to your clients. By the way, it, that is the single largest trend in the franchising world is bring the franchise to the customer. Don't make the customer come to you like a food truck. Right. So, so yeah. there are strategies out there that are working right now. So restaurants, I love you. Um, I love going out. We're a big eat out family. And, and it, you know, and so we're rooting hard for you guys to embrace some of these creative strategies. Yeah, that's, that's great. And that's, those are good ideas. That's probably one of the, the hardest hit and toughest industries out there today just because yeah. of everything that's you know they have to deal with and they the rules change you know regularly hopefully we'll we'll see them all get better uh, you know a lot of our listeners carl are, are positioning for sale uh what do you what do you tell businesses that want to position their business for sale that they should be doing right now in advance getting ready for the uh, the day that they put their business on the market so, um, uh, so I, I, your intro says that you know we help companies that are looking at the next three to ten years, and 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 three would be the minimum. So, if you're thinking of putting your business on the market, you have to prove that two major aspects of your business. There's a lot of things you have to prove, but two major aspects of your business you have to prove don't rely on you, the owner, and that is lead generation, and that is closing the sale. Because if I'm going to go buy your business and I find out that, you know, mom and dad who own the, or the partners or the brothers or sisters that own that business, that all the client relationships land with them, all the sales, they're generating all the leads, they're out there speaking, they're out there networking, I'm going to cut almost 50% off of your enterprise value because I have to assume that much of your business is going to go away when, when you go away, when I buy the business. And so what I would be looking at right away is I would be going to my managers and I would sit them down and say, it's my goal to exit this business in the next, call it three to five to 10 years. I want you to be part of it. I want when, when a buyer comes through the door, I want them to know that you guys really run the business. And so I want to make you part of that day or that. So I'm going to, you know, your bone, I'll, I'll give you profit share. I'll give you bonuses, a percentage of the sale. I want it. I want you to feel like this is your exit as much as it is my, our exit. And so, because you, because the, if, if also if I'm buying the business, I want to know that your management team is really well engaged and that they are truly running the business. So I want to know that right out of the gate. So uh, that, that's that's really good information. It, uh, a lot of business owners struggle with, uh, you know, I'm, I'm afraid to tell my employees that anything's going to happen. We're talking about the key, the very best key employees of the company, right? We're not saying going out and saying, hey, everybody, the company's for sale, and uh, you're all going to be part of it, because that can that can you know, let the cat out of the bag too soon, right? 
Right. Yeah. You you want to you want to wait. I, I'm a fan of waiting as long as you can to tell as many people as you can. And, and so one of the ways, even if even if you don't, or even if you're not going to tell your your key management that you know that you're planning on exiting, what you can do is just give them a they you just redo their compensation plan where they get rewarded for profit, how much responsibility they take, they can earn equity in the business, or they can flat out buy in if they want to. You know, so what I would do is I would just want to make them more of whether it's the formal ownership, ownership structure or kind of the energetic ownership structure. Like this is your business and I'm going to, we're going to, we're going to motivate you and incentivize you based on the performance of the company. And as the company continues to do better, you will do, you'll do exceedingly better. So even if you don't, even if you're, you're against telling them at least redo the comp plan that makes it more performance based. So as the company does better, they do better. Good, good point. Yeah, we've, we've heard that before called, uh, you know, make them growth partners, right? Make them, make your employees, right. turn them into growth partners and have them get excited about the growth of the company. And a lot of, uh, a lot has been written about, you know, giving them a stake in the outcome because a lot of these key employees out there, as you know, have been around for a long time and they're thinking about, Hey, what's, what's in it for me? If anything happens, if I, if I give the, my last 10 years of, of hard work to this company, those are great tips and great points. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about your, your uh, most recent book, um, biz dev done right. Uh, what inspired you to write that? What, did, what need did you see for that? And, and what's in the book? Thank you. So, um, well, when, when I wrote the book, the, uh, I was looking at, um, the fact that a lot of people, when they're putting together their either marketing pro campaigns, their sales programs, I find that they get right to the finish line and then they, they stop it for some reason or they sabotage it or, or for some reason they're not getting all the results they want as fast as they do. So they get right to the end and they stop. And I'm like, oh, my God, they're getting biz de business development wrong. We need to help them show them how to get it right. And so, and so the idea was to look at what are the key mistakes that I watched companies make over the years from a sales production standpoint and a sales management standpoint and show them, um, show, them, show them strategies as to how they can do that. And so a good portion of the book is how to be this right sales manager um, because business development in one sentence would be new business from new customers, you know, new verticals, mm -hmm. new, you know, new revenue lines. And so what that means is you have to, you know, you have, when you're growing your business, you go from friends selling to friends meaning I'm out there, owner-operator, I do a job for a friend, you, you like what I do, so you refer me to one of your friends, you now become my friend, new friend, you know, that I'm doing a job for. And you have to scale your business. You have to go from friends selling to friends to strangers selling to strangers, meaning I've got to hire somebody I didn't know before. They have to go out and they, and they get a prospect or a client I've never met before. So now I'm, I'm fulfilling an order to a stranger I've never met by a stranger who bought them in in the first place. And so, so the book talks about how do you produce and what are some of the key things you do in order to close the sale, but there's also half, fully half the book is on sales management. How do you build the quality and performance of your sales producers? And so we just saw some some mistakes being made when you were you started out on the right track but you made a mistake and all of a sudden um you you took a successful campaign because you didn't know any better and you sabotaged it and so we wanted to help people get that right and understand when things are working well and how to see it through and, and a lot's happened in the sales certainly in the sale fulfillment world these days there's a lot more um 
uh, and especially for owners that are thinking about you know exiting their business, um, they need to automate, like you said before. Tell me how you generate a lead and close a sale, and and how and I guess a big part of that is how is that. Uh, documented, um, how is that done automatically, if at all possible? How is that tracked? Because a buyer is going to be looking at, a buyer of the business is going to be looking at, well, how am I going to, you know, keep doing what's been being done if it's not automated somehow or if it's it's in someone else's head, it's going to be impossible. So that sounds like it's a huge topic these days, especially for smaller businesses, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, look, uh, because of COVID, you have to now convince your, uh, you know, in some cases, your loyal customers to change their behavior again and start coming out and buying from you again, you know, um, and maybe even in a new way. So there's never been a more important time to understand what the needs of your prospects and clients are and market to them and sell to them in a way that meets their highest needs because their needs now are different than they were a year ago. Some of the pain points are the same, but how you deliver to them matters now as much as ever. And so, yeah, so your, your, your selling, your selling process is, is, has come back to the forefront. Yeah. And if you don't do it, guess what? It's already being done. Cause every time it seems like every time anybody utters a word, the phone somehow picks it up and starts showing you, you know, exactly what you just said, right? These days, uh, the automation of that technology is being done elsewhere. So if you're not doing it, uh, guess what? Uh, you're you're gonna you're gonna lose out big time. So you know, lots of, lots of lot has changed, and now you're also. Um, you have a uh, a radio show called Quit and Get Rich. I'd love to hear more about that. There's an intriguing title. Uh, what do you talk about on the on the show, and uh, and uh, how do people listen to that? So um, thank you. So uh, the show's on iHeartRadio, uh, Quit and Get Rich, and also it's uh, there's a smaller segment within the uh, within the show called. Uh, fix it in five where uh, where we we fix any problem in your business in five minutes or less and it's a great little segment and it's also become its own spin-off show on uh, on iHeartRadio so go ahead and check out we've got about 300 episodes on there and um, and it's an offbeat way our our take on what's going on in the business world and how to solve those problems so uh, you can find it on iHeartRadio that's great. That sounds like I love the fix it in five too. That's a great idea for a, a, a spin-off kind of a segment. And so, uh, when you're out these days, what are what are you looking for as far as um, opportunities for Carl? What what type of things are you doing out there, Carl? You've got a lot of energy. You've got a lot of great ideas. You've you've got a lot of topics you can talk on. Do, are you is the are you looking for uh, uh, speaking gigs to to business owners? Are you consulting uh, besides uh, selling books and uh, and doing radio shows? What else are you up to these days? Right, right, right on. So yeah, we're we're still do our co- coaching and consulting as we have. Um, yeah. So what's what's interesting to me right now is uh, is getting back out into the um, speaking world. Uh, we you know. I've, I've done hybrid and, and virtual events, of course, uh, but you know, small events are coming back. Um, larger events will be back later in the year. Uh, so yeah, so um, I'm looking for uh, speaking engagements and, and how I can help somebody uh, make their event uh, their best ever. And I'm also an investor, so I'm looking for other business opportunities and I'm looking for businesses to buy and invest in. 
Um, our, our business is kind of like that show, The Profit, with Marcus Lemonis, where we will come in and invest in a company, help them either grow it or turn it around or, or some combination of the two, and uh, provide a management team to help them do that. So, um, so we're very much on, in the market for, for opportunities that, that are like that. Now I have a website for you. It's seven number seven stageadvisors.com. Uh, lots of information there. Lots of great, great, uh, you know, ways to to get in touch with Carl and and work with Seven Stage Advisors. Learn about the book. Learn about the radio show. Uh, there there are no shortage of ways to learn about what you're up to, and you you share your knowledge uh, in many many ways. And we really appreciate you sharing with our listeners today, Carl, and coming onto the show once again. It's been a real pleasure. Well, thanks so much. I appreciate you having me again, and thanks for having me back. It's great to uh, be able to contribute to your listeners again. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 